Hello, my friends. I hope you are doing well. And I am back with a podcast only episode, just basically because I didn't want to uh, comb my hair. So this is Alicia. This is Daily Musings, where I like to share things I'm thinking about working through um, related to personal development and growth and etc. So today I wanted to share something that I hope will give you an inspiration to reflect on or journal. I have a friend who shared some really interesting questions in a forum I participate in the other day. These questions are related to goal setting, but one of the problems that some people run into with goal setting is it tends to be very left-brained. It's um, what you think you should do. Uh, There's a lot of shoulds that are oftentimes involved in goal setting. For example, you might be setting a goal for the next three months to like, oh, I should really, you know, earn more money or I should really... Uh, wake up early each day or something where it's uh, heavily left brain. Like you just think it's best for you. You think you should do it. But we often neglect the emotional components of our goals. So these questions, which are hers, and I take absolutely no credit for them, are targeted for more of the emotional center. Like, what are you feeling? What do you, what do you want? Um, try to, try to think a little bit more from the heart as opposed to from the head. Now, these questions aren't necessarily going to, um, you know, they're, they're more of a launching off point for setting your own goals as opposed to like, they're not really structured. When you finish these questions, you might have some ideas and some, some ideas that resonate emotionally with you, but you're still going to need to then actually, you know, plan things out and do the left brain part. But goal setting, heart centered, let's get into some of these questions. Okay, I really, I really like this question. Um, the first one, because it comes off with a very strong emotion. So what, oh, I kind of just scrolled past it. What pisses me off most in my life right now? Really interesting question. And my friend also noted that, you know, saying the pandemic is, is not a valid option. Also saying everything, everything pisses me off right now. Also not a valid option because it's too, it's too broad. And it's also something that, so if you say everything pisses me off right now, well, okay, that's probably not true for one. There's probably some things and like, it's not like literally everything in your life is pissing you off. You want to try to target something specifically. And the reason that the pandemic isn't an option is because you just, it's, just, you know, we're all dealing with it. It's still way too vague. It's not personal enough. So the answer that I had to that question for myself, just to to share with you, is um, not, I'm pissed off because I feel like I don't have a choice or a say in where I live for the next, you know, um, while, basically long time. Because Michael's career trajectory is much, much less flexible than mine. So what I always wanted to do is build an online business and then I could work and live anywhere in the world. Uh, Traveling is exciting to me. Living in different places in the world, exciting to me. But your... um, you know, the, the father of your child, uh, if, if he does not also have the same flexibility of lifestyle, then I immediately also lose that flexibility of lifestyle. So that is something that pisses me off. That is something like the idea of having to live in Saskatchewan for the next 15 years is something that has caused me a lot of stress and tension. And just, it's, it's not that Saskatchewan's a bad place, but it's not the lifestyle I envisioned for myself. So that would be the, the thought that comes to mind, but I would be curious. So, um, you know, you can journal or you can think it in your head. What pisses you off right now? Like what, what do you what really fuels you up? Second question, what would make me sad not having done? So if I didn't do this thing X, what would like actually make me feel sad? 
Um, and again, you want to make sure that it's it's one specific thing. So maybe there's a bunch of things that would make you sad if you didn't do. Just hone in on one for now. And my friend writes that make sure it's a specific thing that's within reach under the current personal and global circumstances. For me, this is one that I think about a lot Um And by the way, we don't have a timeline here. What would make me sad not having done in the next three months? What would make me sad not having done in the next five years? You could take this whichever way you want. Again, we're really just exploring the emotional component. For me, the thing that always comes up is writing a book. If I didn't write a book, I'm thinking of this more, by the way, from like a deathbed perspective, but I could even think of this from the next like two or three years. It's, it's the thing that if I was given a terminal diagnosis today, I would immediately write a book like that. It's just, it's so clear to me that that is something that I would really, really want to do. And as such, and it's so, it's so, um, it's so difficult and so out of the way for some of the other things I'm doing that it's easy to put this aside. Like this is not a new desire. This is a very consistent desire. I've probably had it for at least the last five years, maybe even the last decade, but I've never done it because there's no urgency related to it. You know, earning money, running my business, um, other projects that come up have an urgency, but writing a book is just kind of always, always there. And it's difficult to attend to. So it's useful for me to get clarity on that, that I would be sad if I didn't do that in the next two to three years, which from an emotional perspective really calls attention to the importance of that. Okay. So number three, which skill is the most urgent to learn and why? And why would I learn it? What do I need to learn immediately? Like as soon as possible for real, like I really need to do this right away. So Again, we're looking for emotions. If you rationally know that you're not good at time management, but you don't really feel the need for immediate action there, uh, and you're not getting a strong emotional response about it, then that's not going to be the right choice. And also time management isn't uh, specific. So if you were saying, uh, I really, really urgently need to learn time management, what does that actually mean? Does that mean I need to learn how to track my time and keep track of how I'm spending the hours of my day? Does it mean I really, really need to start waking up early because I love the mornings. I love that freshness. That's one for me, by the way. I love waking up early in the morning, ideally somewhere around 6 a.m. Right now, I've been waking up at 7 lately. Um, I've gone through phases in my life where I've woken up at 5 a.m. And all of those are great phases. The biggest downside of waking up that early, of course, is that you have no social life in the evening. But hey, it's a pandemic. Who has a social life in the evening right now anyway? So for me, the the skill that feels most urgent to learn ASAP, like immediately, that would like that I feel that isn't just a should, is to this exact moment, how to remain calm instead of jumping to worst case scenarios and experiencing fear of the future. This is something that's common with people who struggle with anxiety to one degree or another. I I like to think that any anxiety I experience tends to come and go in waves and generally isn't um, nearly as much of a problem as it used to be in my life. It feels fairly well controlled, but in the last, um, you know, few months or so, and I, I think a lot of this does have to do with being cooped up in my house in the pandemic, I feel like some of the anxiety signals in my brain have been dialed up a little bit, and I feel a little bit less in control of my fear responses. So for example, if I have the thought of anything bad happening to my 
my daughter, then I, I can become paralyzed because the cascade of thoughts that that creates is just, it's so negative. And I start thinking, oh, but this could actually happen, even if it seems super unlikely. Like, what if um, I'm in a car accident and something bad happens to my daughter? It, it's so unlikely from a logical standpoint, but emotionally it feels like a very real threat. And I start getting anxious and nervous. It really um, hits my mood hard. Once I go down the spiral, it's hard to stop. So for me, um, remaining calm, if I'm to define that more specifically, there's three components of that for me. Actually, maybe even four. So one, reconnecting with the spiritual center, because I do notice in my life, the the times in my life where I have a spiritual anchor, and this isn't necessarily religious. I like exploring different um, spiritual philosophies, um, but just basically connecting to the earth, um, connecting to reality. Um, some of you might define that as God. These are the things that tend to make me feel a little bit more emotionally stable because I don't feel like I'm spinning alone in the universe. Um, other things uh, would be yoga and, and meditating, which always, always, always calm down my nervous system and make me feel a lot more grounded. And those are also habits that are very, very easy to stop doing. And also keeping a gratitude journal. Uh, something as simple as doing five minutes of gratitude in the evening is a really, really good way to decompress and, and shed some of that negative energy. So that is definitely the most urgent one in terms of uh, quality of life. You know, not not freaking out about every little thing is a pretty, pretty good thing to be able to do. Finally, I'm going to ask one more question for you. So this is number four. Which gift would I like to give my future self? And another adjunct to that, does my future self have an order or request for my present self? I love this question. And my friend says that it's very important to take a look at it from both angles, because maybe you think that X would be a good idea, but your future self is just like meh about it and would rather prefer Y. So it's considering something from your present point of view and your future point of view. Which gift would I like to give my future self? Does my future self have a request for my present self. I love, this is something that would be really good as a meditation too. Just imagining having a conversation with you in the future. Really, really lovely meditation exercise. For me, I actually believe that the one that emotionally resonates the most is financial stability and really giving my business my all. Right now, where it stands with my piano teaching business online is that I'm on the cusp of having a sustainably profitable business. Now, the thing is, is um, it tends not to be um, I've just kind of barely started breaking through to, um, like regular income with my business and regular I would define as like, you know, what my peers are making. Um, but it's, it's really, it's a really big roller coaster and it still requires quite a bit of effort, um, emotional energy, um, intellectual energy and all that to maintain. So, Putting a lot of energy and effort into my business now, I think will have payoffs for my future self. One literal way that I can think to interpret this is it would be really cool to give my future self the gift of a down payment. You know, Alicia in the future, having saved up a bunch of money, would be really grateful to past Alicia. And that's something I've never done. This might not be a good one for a lot of people, by the way, because I think a lot of people tend to overemphasize the importance of finances and would be much better suited to giving their future self the gift of 
amazing memories and um, really cool uh, creative experiences and stuff like that. But that's always been my priority. So that it's not that that's not important to me now, but it's important to me to focus on something that hasn't always been a, a strong focus of mine. Like I, I've not really been a money-minded person my entire life. And I think that it would be really, really nice for my future self to take away some of the worry and burden that comes with not knowing if I'm going to be able to pay next month's rent. So I, I just want to um, release myself of, of financial worries that uh, I've experienced on and off throughout my life. So those are the four questions for you guys. I encourage you to do some journaling. It's, um, yeah, I, I always find these kinds of questions valuable. You know, you ask the right questions, you um, get interesting answers. I'll leave on that rather undeep note for you guys, and I'll catch up with you later.